Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, what, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who are, who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. difficult to remember what I wanted to be when I was very little but when uh when I was a bit older a bit older than you are um one of the things that I really wanted to be was uh, a pilot um, so I wanted to fly planes for people who were going on holiday that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, because I was really uh I was quite good at uh, things like maths and and science at school and I think those are things that you kind of need to be a pilot. Mm. Um, and I wanted to kind of travel around. I thought that would be a really good way of being able to go and see the world. Um, so I was quite keen to to do something like that. And another thing that I wanted to be was an animator. A friend of mine and me, we used to make, make little stopped frame animations. So we borrowed my dad's camcorder um, and we used to make little models out of blue tack. A blob of blue tack. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a very big blob at that. No. You only need a little uh, a bit to attach Christmas decorations, uh-huh. for instance. Let me take your Christmas decorations and whack them up there. This is blue tack he's using. Yes. Holds up decorations. You can even hold it. <laughs> um, which is a bit like plasticine. And we would move them just a little bit at a time and press the press the record button mm-hmm. so you could do you can do it on a phone really easily now because you've got apps for, mm-hmm. for doing that sort of thing i do that you've used that yeah okay excellent what's the, do you know what the app's called that you use mm, what's it called it's stop animation yeah stop animation yeah stop yeah it's, so the the type of animation is called stop motion but we didn't have that when when I was uh, when I was younger, we just had a little camcorder that had a tape in it, so it recorded it onto a tape, and you had to press the record button and then press it again to stop it really quickly, so that you could get a, just a short little bit of film, almost like a still image, and then you'd move the thing a little bit, 
you know what I'm talking yeah. about because you've had a go at it. Um, and we used to make, we had a character called called the baby that we used to do. Um, <laughs> it was a little baby made out of blue tack and it used to go and do silly things like um, like hoover up a snowman and <laughs> and then like it would spit out all of the, like the scarf and the carrot and things. Go pull that back out. Yeah, blue tack by Boston. Get it at your chemist. Yes. What's what I liked about animation is you can do um, wild and crazy things that aren't aren't realistic that you couldn't really film. It's kind of like special effects, you know. What did you do at university? Uh, I, so uh, yeah, I, uh, so I did go to university. Um, I I first went to university to study maths because I, like I said, I was quite good at that at school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what I wanted to. Uh, what I wanted to do at that point. And after after doing maths for a year, I realised that I didn't really want to do that anymore. So I dropped out and I went and, and I worked for a year um, in a in a company um, who were doing um, digital uh, digital solutions, I'd say, I suppose you would call it, things like websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked for them for a year. And then I, fortunately, I was able to go back to university um, where I went to study a subject called digital art and technology, um, which is kind of using um, using computers and technology and coding to make artwork, to make beautiful things and um, interactive things, thing, things that you can, mm-hmm. you know. So what my final project in my university course was, was uh, like a room that you would walk around and it had a camera pointed at the room and depending on where you were in the room, it would play a different noise. So you could kind of play your space almost like a musical instrument. So that's the kind of thing. So it was a little bit experimental. And that's what brought me to Plymouth. That's why I'm in Plymouth. Like what today. noises? Um, what noises? Well, the... the the concept of my of that bit of work was um, was for someone to investigate the space that they were in. Um, so it would be I can't remember exactly what noises I used, but the what varied was the the kind of noise, so the the pitch of it and the volume of it mm. would sort of tell you where you were in the room. Mm. So it would kind of gu- yeah. guide you around a little bit, like if you're if you're blindfolded. I cannot see I'm legally blind. And you had to find your way around somewhere, mm. you know. Rather than using your eyes to look where you were going, it was about using the sound to, to navigate. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Are video games like apps on your phone and also like my Wii? Oh, so you've got a, you've got a Wii. Yeah. Um well, yes, yeah, it's both of those things. So on on your Wii, you have games, um, and lots of um, lots of games are apps on your phone these days. Uh, yeah, they don't necessarily need to be. You know, in the past, they would normally have been on a console like a Wii or a, um, or a PlayStation or something like that. And even before that, they would have been on. It's a, before you could play computer games in your home. You would have to go to an arcade uh, mm. where where the, you'd have one game that's in a big box and you can yeah. only play that game on it.
Ooh, so this is what a 1980s video arcade looks like. Use your phases. Stand up and hide for space. Then launch photon torpedoes. Impossible. I thought only Zenites could do that. My shields are failing. Try boosting your lasers. It's never over. Move over. I'll show you how it's done. Give it up, Dragos. Give it up. You're mine. Wow! You did it! You just saved the galaxy! Yeah! You must play this game a lot. No, it's my first time actually. Gwendoline taught me everything I know. But yeah, now now you can get them all sort sorts of things on your phone. What what games do you play? Uh Roblox. You okay, yeah, I know Roblox, yeah. Yeah. Um Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Are those two those two are quite similar, aren't they? Yeah, those two are quite similar. And what else? I play like oh, so on um the Nintendo Wii there's a game called Animal Crossing. Okay, yeah, I know. There's also an app mm -hmm. called Camp We like Animal Crossing Camp or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I also play that. Okay. Which yeah. Is exactly like it. I've played that. I haven't played the Wii version, but I've played um yeah, I can't remember what it's called now either. Something yeah. Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp, that's yeah. it, yeah. So do you have a favourite like computer game? Uh yes, I have a uh, at the moment, my favourite game is Red Dead Redemption 2. Nothing means more to me than this game. Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and that is a, that's a, a big kind of open world game. Um, it's really visually interesting. And it's, um, it's like a storytelling game. It's a bit like, um, a, bit like a film. Mm -hmm. And lots of games are like that. Lots of games are, um, are the, more about storytelling, um, and mm -hmm. that's that's kind of what I train people for to okay. do. To do a lot of the time is to, is how to mm -hmm. how to get that story across visually. But they they wouldn't just it wouldn't just be them making it um, because it's such a massive project. So Minecraft that we talked about is mm -hmm. a, is a little bit of a, um, a a unique one because mm -hmm. that sort of was started by one person, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, there are more people work on it now, but most games, how, how many do you, people do you think it takes to make a video game? Uh, I thought it would take like one person, mm -hmm. but it is actually quite hard to make like a video game like that. Probably like three, five ish. Yeah, it can be a video game like Red Dead Redemption. I'm talking about would, would be, Lots more people than that. It'd be a really big, um, like twenty, a really people. big team of people. Yeah, it more. could be twenty. It could be. It could be more because look, people will have really specific jobs in it. Mm -hmm. um, so smaller games might be made by one or or maybe three people, mm -hmm. a small team of people, um, because they're 
there's a bit less to do or because they've got more time to do it. Mm-hmm. But, a, but a big game like that is um, made by a, a kind of established company. They're called Rockstar Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will have, there'll be an expectation that the game is going to come out soon. And, you know, it's like a bit like a film. Um, so a film has lots of people work on it, doesn't it? It has lots of the actors. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing in it. There'll be voice actors. There'll be may- maybe people who are acting out the motions and they'll use motion capture on them to do the animation. Um, and it's just, you know, the, there are lots of different sizes of teams, but it's lots of people. And there's a really important part of, of designing video games is that you have to be able to work well in a team. You have to be able to work mm-hmm. well with other people. Mm-hmm. Do you like playing the games a lot? Uh, yes, I've always liked playing computer games. I kind of I, I used to play them a lot when I was uh, when I was little. <laughs> when I was when I was your age, I probably was was mad for it. That's all I was doing, driving my parents mad. Probably just just wanting <laughs> to play computer games all the time. And I kind of fell out of playing computer games a little bit when I got a bit older. Although when I was uh, when I was at university, I did spend quite a lot of time playing a game called Championship Manager, which would be a very boring game um, for you. I think it's it's all about football, and you don't even play the football. You, it's just numbers and um, players. So it's what's boring. called a simulation game. So it's where you basically it's quite good for your podcast in a way because it, it's basically where you pretend to do something. So. What you would, what you were pretending to do in that game is being a football manager. It's all a game, you see. It's all a simulation, and there are other sim- types of simulation games like mm-hmm. flight simulators, where you pretend to be a pilot, um, or farming simulation games, where you pretend to, to you know, you, you grow crops and then you sell Boring. them. And, you know, uh, there are Animal Crossing is a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of a simulation of living in a in a little village, mm-hmm. and then you kind of you trade things with people. Yeah, so simulation games. So the um, have you ever played The Sims? Um, no, but that also sounds boring. Like my, um, my auntie Alana told me. Okay, so yeah, so where you yeah. pretend to basically pretend to be a person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of a. I suppose you would call that like a life simulation game. Yeah. So again, so it's about pretending to to do things. Yeah. Um, in the late eighties and the and the nineties, so those that's when I was um, playing computer games mostly. So I played a lot of things like uh, like Mario. How exciting! And Sonic. That's very exciting. <laughs> these kind of things. Um, yeah, I really like. I think probably my favourite game of all time is Mario Kart. Sounds exciting. Which is a racing game. Yeah. Have you got that on your Wii? Yes, the one with like a wheel. So uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Although I didn't have the wheel, so the wheel is what's called a peripheral. A word. So a peripheral just means something that you plug in to control. Like, to control the, the Wii. So the yeah. those so the things so, that you hold in your hand, those yeah. are a peripheral. At the back of the wheel, there's sort of like a hole for your. Controller. Yeah. And then you like. So they're just different ways of controlling. Yeah. The, controlling the computer game. Going back to like question, do you like playing the games a lot? Um, is that why you decided to teach it? Um. 
Yes, I think it is. It's, that's part of the reason why I decided to teach it. And another part of the reason is that um, that what I had been doing before for a job mm-hmm. um, gave me the the skills to help people do that in, in particular. So that, like what I did at university and then what I did um, as a job, I wanted to change what what I was doing for a job because mm-hmm. I wanted to help people mm-hmm. to do what they wanted to do. Um, have you ever made a computer game and how do you make a computer game <laughs> if you have? Okay. I have. Uh, yeah, I've made I've made several computer games. None that have none that I've tried to sell or anything, you know, so you wouldn't have heard of any of them. Mm-hmm. Um but as as training for myself and for and as practice um for showing people how to do them. So yes, I have made computer games. Um and really there are there are kind of two main things that you need for for it to work. Mm-hmm. Um most computer games have uh, a kind of visual part of it because most of them are on a screen aren't they yeah so um that isn't necessarily true so the like i was saying about the project that i did where you walk around a room mm-hmm. um that wouldn't necessarily need a screen no, because wouldn't. it could be the out yeah. the, the thing that comes out of it could be noise mm-hmm. most computer games yeah. have uh, have a, a screen. A screen. So there's so one of the main things that you need to mm. to happen is for the things that appear on the screen to be designed. Mm-hmm. So that well, that's what we call the artwork. So the, the game art. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, say in Animal Crossing, for example, you've got yeah. you've got characters. Yeah. Or maybe Minecraft is quite a good a good yeah. way of of um, explaining it. I think so. Minecraft has all these different characters. You've got mm-hmm. the creepers and the zombies, and you've got the main character who I think is called Steve. <laughs> is that right? Steve the Builder? And there's also another one called... I have no idea. There's also another... Another character that you character. can be? Yeah. Okay. And then you've got all yeah. the mobs and yeah. things and all of the um, different blocks that you mm-hmm. can that you can use and the environments of the sky and the, mm-hmm. and the sun. All of that has to be designed. Mm-hmm. So it has to kind of be drawn. Might be, you know, maybe drawn mm-hmm. on a computer. But you still you have to draw it, so that's what we call the artwork. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is you have to make that artwork move, mm-hmm. which is called animation. Yeah. And you have to make it um, interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to make it so that when you press a button, something happens. Mm-hmm. Or that, yeah. When you when you press a number on the keyboard, it picks a different mm-hmm. um, a different block to build with. Mm-hmm. So all of these are kind of um, interactive elements of of the game and to make those happen you need to use programming you need to use coding have you ever done any coding before uh, yeah i've done something like that and the app is called scratch junior okay which i did on my school and i also have the app on my ipad yeah so scratch is a really great yeah. great way of starting to mm-hmm. learn and understand what coding is because mm-hmm. it's basically giving the computer some instructions. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of telling it what to do. Yeah. It's a bit like a recipe, I suppose. Yeah. You're sort of feeding a recipe into the computer <laughs> and then it and then it does things according to and your instructions. Yeah. And so that's yeah. so that's what you need to make computer games. What other do you, things do you teach people, like your students, um, in instead of like animation just moving things? Mm-hmm. What else do you teach? Or do you teach anything else? I do. Um, so as part of that, um, 
what 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 I mostly focus on in the training that I do is the art work part of of making the video games. So we we do a lot of um, a lot of work in in design and understanding how to do drawing about understanding uh, the the concept for a game. So that what what is the idea for the game and how do you make that uh, real? How you know how do you turn it into something that you can see? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about your understanding the characters in your games and how how the game should look to fit in with all of that. So we teach quite a lot about like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also mm-hmm. you know help help um, to do some skills like uh, like English. So like writing um, in different ways. So writing um, professionally is quite important um, because if you want to, put, to make video games, then you need to um, you need to get funding for doing that quite a lot of the time and you need to become a professional. Um, so you need to make applications for funding um, and you probably need to go to university. So I train people at pre-university level. Um, so most most people will then go and do do some studying at university and to to mm-hmm. do that you need to yeah. be able to write an application for that kind of thing and you know so there, there are lots of um, other things around it but it's all centered around mm-hmm. the goal of becoming a professional video game designer mm-hmm. so if one of my friends um or listeners thinks they would like to have a job in making video games should they work hard in maths and also art? Yes. This is my short answer. <laughs> um, yes, both of those things would be really good. Um, but I, but the for for doing for coming to um, to me, if you wanted to be trained by me, the main thing I'd be looking for is um, is that you really enjoy drawing, and that you've got great really creative ideas. So just keep keep drawing into a, into a big book, make a big book of characters and that sort of thing. Is there a toy or app that I could use if I wanted to learn to make video games? Uh, yes, there uh, there are lots of toys and apps that you can that you can use. Um, you can just search the app store for for things like coding or, or um, game making. Um, so there are. Uh, what most people use to make video games, and I talked about coding, what most people use is something called a game engine, which is a bit of software. So it's it's a a program, but it's like an app on your phone uh, that that has lots of things built into it that help you. It's sort of designed for making games. Um, So it's a a real helping hand in in getting that going, and that's what you would use to to code it. Um, If one of your friends wanted to do something, I would use... Something like Scratch was was a really good option, um, but you can also use here. I've got some, I've got some things that I can show you. So one of the things that I have taught is is a, the BBC Micro Bit, which is a little computer, and it looks like this. Maybe you can put a, a picture of it on your on your blog or something. Um, but it's a tiny little uh, computer. So you know what a computer looks like? Yeah. Is that, you know, I've got one behind there, you can't actually see it, but like, you know, like a laptop, yeah. it's a big yeah. computer. This is also a computer. Remember I was talking about microprocessors earlier? Yeah. Um, so they're even smaller than this, but this is a computer you can use to, to practice coding on. That is 
gold and black and it has lots of like little dots on like lines and switches it looks like <laughs> and then there's like a few squares yeah, so it kind of looks like a circuit board, yeah. if you know what one of those. If you took apart your remote control for your telly or something, it would look a little bit, a little bit like that. Um, but what you can do is you can attach wires and things to it. So you can plug that into a bigger computer mm-hmm. where you can program it, so you can give mm-hmm. it instructions. Yeah. And then you can attach all these wires and things to it, mm-hmm. um, which are basically input. They, so yeah. they send information into the computer and output. So that's the information that comes out of the computer. The wires are very colourful. Uh, yeah, so the, the, it's, like, it's helpful to have the colourful ones. Yeah. It's got a little button built into it, but you could attach mm-hmm. bigger buttons. And you can attach something like this. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is a little buzzer. So I could tell it to, you know, just a simple programme. I, mm-hmm. I could write a programme that says every five seconds, mm-hmm. make the buzzer noise. Mm-hmm. You know, output something to the buzzer. Yeah. And then as soon as I run it so I could mm-hmm. load that onto this and then when it runs every mm-hmm. five seconds that's going to go <laughs> yeah or yeah I could you could program it to do that so I could say I could I could change the settings so that yeah. it would do the buzzer for longer so that I, I would recommend something like that um to to start having a go at, at coding is maybe look at getting a, a micro bit um, and some extra bits from from technology will save us but but you don't but you know these things aren't um they're not hugely expensive but they're also mm-hmm. not free so um, <laughs> if you if you wanted to do something a lot cheaper you can easily do that if you've if you've got a smartphone then it's really easy you can do so that's that's what it's called a sandbox because you can try out all sorts of different things mm-hmm. in it. and you can build with redstone have you ever done any of that so what's one thing that in Minecraft you can build circuits in it? A bit like what I was just describing with this micro mm. bit. Um, so you can actually use Minecraft to make your own games in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So you could make a game of noughts and crosses or something. In it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. <laughs> Excuse me, Gwendoline. We're out of time. You are going to miss your train. I think we need to go now. Thank you, Uncle JG. Thanks for having me. That's okay. Thanks for joining my podcast. Thank you. I've been really enjoying your podcast. Thank you very much. Good luck with the future ones. listening and welcome back in next week's episode i'll be talking to a gardener which will be lovely